This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 17th, 2022. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello! How you doing, Andy? Uh, uh, wow, you are very loud this week. Do you want me to be slightly further away from that? I'll just be in another room and shouting at this mic. I've worked out how my levels work. <laughs> I'm excited to go. Better than, being, better than being in another room and whispering. Yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good good to be able to hear you loud and clear. And with myself and Gordo this week, we welcome back our guest, Joy Slenzak. How you doing, Joy? Hey guys, I'm doing all right. Awesome. Good to hear it. Um, so as always, let's let's recap last week's show. Um, a show that was hit by a few postponed fixtures um in in the United Kingdom. The football card was wiped due to the death of the Queen. Um so as a as a mark of respect, when the head of state dies, our uh, our football card, um, no fixtures went ahead, professional or really amateur, um, last week. So, Joy, I know that affected you. It, it didn't affect me. I I could lose games in other countries, um, <laughs> but I know I know I know you were hoping for non-runners in there. That's it. You just try to get four non-runners would have been a great result overall. Non-runners would have helped me last week, but um, so I think we were knocked from twelve games down to ten. But let's have a look at how those uh, ten games got on. And my banker last week took the Yokohama F Marinos to her top of the Japanese J League for a win at home against the Vispa Fukuoka, and they obliged with a one 0 win, an early fourteenth minute goal, and then just coasted that one out. So good, bank banker in for Andy, um, Jerv Molda. For me, uh, Mulder conspired to make this game fucking a lot more difficult than it had to be. They were 2-0 up. Hey, 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 hey. More interesting to, to the observer. Much more interesting to the observer, but uh, I was just wanting them to get you know sorted out for me. Uh, they went 2-0 up, brought it back to two each at 88th minute, uh, the 88th minute. Yeah, Jerv got back into it. Mulder then went on to win 4-2. See when you're getting those notifications and you get the next one after three two, you think they've they've, they've panned me here, uh, but no, they they won one to four, kind of a short banker, but never in doubt. Joey, what did you uh, have? But... <laughs> yeah, uh, luckily I did not let the banker trouble down this week because I had Chelsea versus Fulham and <laughs> that got cancelled. So non runner game I had to worry about losing. <laughs> Fine by us. A hundred percent bankers, two out of two in the in the banker column, which is what we would expect and what we would hope for. So hopefully we get a full card this week and it'll be three out of three, but job done all round. On to the value picks. And now Gordon, you put the kiss of death on this last week by talking about how good a pick this was before I even announced what it was. I also backed it on every single coupon I had last weekend, if that helps. Um, like every single one of them because we were playing golf during the game actually taking place uh, yeah. and I just I didn't get the good, the good notifications only the bad ones Han- Hanover versus Braunschweig in the German Bundesliga Zwei, um, who are all expecting a Hanover win and it ended one all um, disappointing not to get that one in because we all loved it I mean, it's a great. I, I would have had it as my value. I would have let down the value if you didn't. <laughs> so I liked it as a pick anyway. So I, I wouldn't feel too aggrieved at that. You, you only ruined all of my coupons last weekend uh, that, that would have been ruined anyway by me doing it later on. So yeah, your your value wasn't fantastic, but I didn't follow up much better. I had Marseille versus Lille and I fancied Lille to get something out of this game and they started it well. They went 1-0 up in the first half. I'm thinking, great, we cushion there. Uh, not going to do that. 
Marseille scored two goals before the halftime break and it ended up 2-1 two, two, overall. Um, it looked, taking the lead as well, I really thought you were onto something good here so when I got I. that notification. I was like, Gordon picked out a wee stormer here. Yeah, and then I backed, uh, I also backed Marseille tonight because I was like, well, they can do enough to beat Lille, like who are a fairly decent French team. Uh, and they went on to lose 1-0 to Frankfurt. Um, so... Again, I'm not even backing. They're not even a bogey team because I'm not. I don't have a preference about them. I just would like to see them do something. Uh, and but and yeah, it's Stoke. It's it the Stoke effect. I just just never back a game that Stoke are involved in. And that's that's what I'm going to have to learn with Marseille. But uh, yeah, so no no value for me. Um, Joey, what's your value? A game that took place. Um, yeah, so my value actually did take place, which was. Nice in sentiment, but unfortunately we didn't get the uh, result that we needed because I had PSV hosting Valvike, and I liked both teams to score, and you can get that just shy of evens. Um, I loved that price, and it finished 1-0, and perhaps a fortunate 1-0 because that one goal came in the 95th minute, a Cody Gakpo penalty. Um, but looking at the stats here, I knew psv were going to concede chances but what i was not anticipating which i should have factored in was valve just more or less sitting back for pretty much the entire game only massing 30 percent possession um but with that 30 percent possession they had nine goal attempts and three of them were on target so it was the shot conversion i was looking for um but unfortunately yeah they just kind of weren't able to fully capitalize on the chances and it was it was a pretty cagey match. I was listening to it at work and it was, they were not giving up anything. I mean, it was in hindsight, I probably should have looked at the under 3.5 market thinking that they would have been a little bit more better defensively. And you could have actually gotten that basically at the same price. So hopefully uh, we'll learn from that down the season, but we all know how I hate unders. So you do, you do hate unders. that one with a spoonful of sugar. Yes. Uh, unfortunately there, Joey, but uh... Again, uh, unfortunately, you couldn't get the Bremen-esque uh, <laughs> set of goals you were looking for like two oh, weeks man. in a row. That but uh, incredible. Yeah, un unfortunately, they're Joey, but, but not a bad pick. Not a great result, really, for us in the value picks. Must do better this week. Um, and moving on to recap the Outsiders, my game is one of the ones that, if I was a weaker man, would would put me off betting on anything ever again for the rest of my entire life. Like pe people, people have deleted sportsbook accounts for less than this. Norgeland versus Mitchelland, home win two to one for Norgeland. This looks a great bet, especially as they took the lead in the fifteenth minute. We're all over them for the entire game. I had a, a I've just looked up um, some of the some of the Twitter feed from the match. And one of the guys watching it, fucking hell, Mitchelland have been disgracefully bad this game. Complete lack of effort and desire and beyond lucky to only be 1-0 down. It should be 5 or 6 to Norgeland. Mitchelland equalised with a 102nd minute penalty for handball that isn't even a deliberate handball. It's it's not even directly from a Mitchelland shot. It's a Mitchelland shot that has hit a Norgeland defender, bounced at right angles onto another one, basically at the edge of the box. It's nowhere even near the goal. And the ref points for a penalty in ninety plus eleven, which they which they score, and I lose that bet, and we lose what would have been one hundred percent on the outsiders as well, and would have been a very tasty return because obviously I'd back Mull. Um, ninety plus eleven, that was brutal, really, really brutal. It was, and it and it highlights once a, a subject that myself and Andy have brought up a few times, which is: Do you have a personal luck rating? And if you do, how does how does it affect the rest of your picks? And well, Andy got uh, a, a terrible one each go. I got a spawny one nil win for my outsider. Uh, this was Regina away at Pisa. They did have more of the ball. They did play the better of the game, but Pisa had two goals chopped off. Um, uh, so one for um, an offside and then one later on that isn't showing up in flash score but I got a notification to say Pisa had scored so I don't know if it was heavy thumbs from the guy at the game or something else going on but there was a second notification that Pisa had scored Regina won this game at 5-2 to two, the price was uh, at, at kickoff so Beautiful. as Andy said it would have been tasty um, 
much the same shot attempts and shots on goal, various different bits and possession. But Regina just they wanted it more, uh, and I got I got my luck. So five to two, it came in. Andy was absolutely shafted by. Uh, if there's betting gods, I don't know what you did to them in a past life. Um, but yes, so oh, I don't know what I've done. Sometimes I sometimes I think that like I must have I must have been up to some shady shit in my previous existence, man. Shenaniganery. That's what that's what you were up to. Um but yeah, so so as Andy alluded to, Joey didn't have a pick in this thing. But Joey, what would have your pick have been? And we'll just pretend it would have won. So Joey, what, what was your pick? Yeah, that's where I was trying to figure out where I kind of land on that luck scale. Perhaps a bit unlucky that it didn't go on, but definitely lucky I didn't have to worry about ruining that <laughs> Trixie. Um but I had Brentford versus Southampton. Brentford traveling to Southampton, and I like the Brentford win. Um, and could have got that around two to one. Yeah, and I was actually really upset that got canceled because that should have could have been one of the more entertaining matches of the weekend. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a really high scoring mm-hmm. affair. Definitely. So I look forward to that game being replayed at some time in February, and you can come on and reback it at that point. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, ch- or change your opinion on it. Yeah. Who knows? A lot can happen uh, between now and then. I don't think so, but only time will tell. On to our charity picks. And uh, I lost this really early on Friday evening uh, when Bremen got beat by Augsburg uh, with a with a 1-0 loss. Um, just disappointing. I did not have a good week, folks. Uh, my apologies for that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't much better in the charity bet. First of all, I'd like to give a big congratulations to uh, Racing Santander, for getting not only their first two goals of the season, but also their first win of the season. So well done on beating Gijon. Uh, I'm not even getting them to not even getting them to pronounce Gijon correctly. I backed Gijon in this game, and they were fucking dreadful. I don't know how you concede two goals to a team who haven't scored and have lost all of their games so far, but they conspired to do so. Um, a terrible result overall for the charity. And I mean, thankfully, I'm putting it on this week anyway, the way it rotates. But yeah, that was an off, like just nothing went correctly for us uh, in the charity slot. Well, for my charity slot anyway. Joey, how did yours fare? Yeah, uh, once again, charity was one of my better shining moments of the week. And uh, again, I had Antwerp. I wasn't taking him on the double chance. I was taking him uh, to win this time. You could have gotten that around 2.2-ish if you kind of placed your bets around, I think, what was it, Thursday-ish till maybe late Friday. Um, but then it actually started drifting out towards uh, 2.4, 2.45. I don't think it got quite as high as 2.5, but seeing it get up to 2.4, I thought something was a little fishy. But um, once they ended up kicking the ball, uh, Vincent Jansen, he, uh, he kind of did his thing deputizing for uh, my boy Michael Frey and he opened the scoring in the sixth minute and they did not look back um, this was exactly kind of how I was expecting it to go not in the sense that they would score so early but Circle would kind of try and bang on that door but that that Antwerp defense is just far too good for them and uh, looking at the stats they had slightly better shot conversion this time 13 attempts and six on target but that was not even remotely enough to uh, break down the Antwerp defenses. And Toby Alderweireld, oh, is he, little, is he, uh, uh. little Premier League uh, friend of ours, he, uh, he ended up doubling the lead in the 68th minute. Fortunately, it wasn't a minute later, but we'll uh, excuse him for that. And then, yeah, they ended up to win 2-0. And, yeah, nice and easy. Nice one, Joey. Let's hope you can... Uh keep that up next week and Gordon and I can up our game and maybe we'll get a charity bet in that was the recap from last week we'll be back momentarily with the picks for the weekend of Saturday the 17th of September if you're a member of the Trampled Bet Club on Patreon it's £6 a month www.patreon.com forward slash trampled bet or just download the Patreon app and give a search for trampled bet you can join us there and you get access to this podcast as a video file where we have the additional middle section and um, where we talk about picks from other sports or perhaps uh picks that we like but didn't make the main picks of the show so for everyone else we shall see you after the break for patrons we'll see you in the middle section
Catch you soon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, September 17th, 2022. The usual spiel from all of us, a banker bet, a value bet, an outsider bet, and then we each throw a charity selection into the hat for a treble and all the proceeds from £10 of our own money on that charity treble go to a charity of our choosing, should the bet come in, uh, which we'll announce on next week's show. So, Gentlemen, um, we, the one bit of the show last week that was good was a clean sweep of the bankers, so let's keep that rolling. My banker is Sunday at 6am in the Japanese top flight, so the J1 league for Yokohama F Marinos versus Sapporo. And I'm going to take top of the league Yokohama to be 11th place Sapporo here uh, at home, and that's because Yokohama are absolutely solid in front of their own fans. They lead the league in the home performance table, 35 points gained from 13 matches, uh, so that's an incredibly good record. Sapporo are the third worst travelling team in the league. They've only managed 13 points from 14 away games, so to go away to Yokohama and try and get anything will be, well, it's just not a situation they want to be in. Um, the Japanese table is pretty tight now at the top. Kawasaki have won some games in hand, so Yokohama are now just three points ahead of Kawasaki Frontale, with both teams having played 27 matches. So these games against low-level opposition, when they're the home team, are absolute must-wins for Yokohama, uh, and, and I think they'll do it. I mean, they've won basically all their games at home this season, so it's a great spot to back the F Marinos. And the home win is 1-2, to two, which I imagine Ooh. will come down that is a big, imagine, that's a big price, that. Yeah, I imagine this will come down closer to the time once once people have a wee look at it. Um, if, hey, hey, this will come down even better if uh, more UK games are postponed this weekend and British punters are looking in other leagues. Um, so yeah, get get on it soon. Yokohama F Marinos to beat Sapporo at 1-2. Nice one. Um, I'll take us to Norway for my pick in my banker slot. Staying in the Nordics at the moment for my bankers. They've, they've been okay thus far. Uh, this game uh, that I fancy is Valaranga to beat Sandefjord. Um, and you'll get Valaranga at one to four. So again, pretty short prices in here. Valaranga have been great in their last five games. Uh, won five home games on the spin. 3-1, 1-0, 4-0, 4-2, They're not exactly sneaking some of them. <laughs> They're doing some damage out there. Sandefjord have been awful away from home. Only taking a 1-2-1 win against last week's Yerv, who had backed against, who are bottom of the table. Uh, they, they've taken doings from quite a lot of the teams that uh, Valaranga have beat already. Uh, Valaranga historically do well in this fixture. They're in the same division and have been for a wee while. When they play Sandefjord at home, they've won the last three on the spin. This is why they're 1-4. to four. There's hardly anything to say about this. I really was trying to stay away from teams that are playing in Europe this week because I feel like I keep tripping up over that. Um, so avoiding Valoranger uninvolved in any, until they bring out the Europa Conference Conference League, I think Valoranger are safe from European competition. <laughs> so yeah, Valoranger home to Sandefjord, uh, one to four. Very, Obviously, very Gordo, short. Obviously, Gordo, you and I, based in Glasgow, we know that there are a lot of listeners uh, to our podcast, also based in Glasgow. Uh, based in Glasgow, Sandiford being the uh, sexual health clinic of uh, Scotland's largest city. Is it? Um, I did not, did like, not like, know. Look how lame I am. How do you not know that? Because I have moved to Glasgow, I'll have you know. <laughs> I'll tell you where it was in Irvine. Um, so, yeah. Valaranga versus uh, the the clinic for uh, one to four. Joey, yeah, so, for, uh, so for my banker this week, I'm gonna take it home and we're in the MLS on Sunday at two thirty a.m. 
your time. This is a nice, comfortable, uh, dare I say, a proper traditional 9 p.m. kickoff uh, for the late games. <laughs> um, but I've got Austin FC hosting Nashville FC. And I like taking Nashville on the double chance. And you can get that around two to three. Um, so Austin sit in second place in the Western Conference on 51 points, scoring 60 goals and conceding 45. While Nashville are hot on their tails in fourth place on 46 points, scoring 48 and conceding 35. And looking at the form table, Nashville sit atop of the form, the five-game form table with only a 1-1 draw being the blemish during that stretch, picking up four wins and only one draw. And if you look at the 10 and 15 game form table, they're still above Austin the entire time because Austin have kind of Austin's really kind of come off the boil a bit. Um, they've only won once in their last five matches, and they've only had three wins in their last 10. Nashville have admittedly had a couple tough losses during this uh, this 15-match stretch. Um, but they still have the second-best away record in the conference, and they've only lost once in their last eight away matches. Austin, on the other hand, have picked up only two home wins in their last 10 matches or three home wins in their last 10 matches, conceding 23 goals during that stretch. And so Nashville historically have picked up two wins in their only two attempts against Austin FC. But the key here for me, besides Austin's poor recent form and the fact that they'll also have to play at the midweek um, to make up one of their games, whereas Nashville does not have to, um, is how this playoff picture kind of works into all of this. Uh, so Nashville currently sit ahead of four teams that are kind of in or around the playoff spots. I think that last team is just outside the playoff spot. And all of those teams have games in hand on Nashville. So if you look at assuming we're going to give them all wins, that actually puts Nashville only one point outside the drop spot, missing out on the playoffs. And so with Austin, with Austin FC mathematically securing their playoff football already, this isn't necessarily a must win for Nashville because they have better fixtures coming up in their final three matches, but this is certainly a cannot lose spot. And so I think getting two to three on that is a great price. It's bold. It's bold for a banker and away from home, double chance, it, huge odds for banker odds. It's two to three, but I, I like your reasoning. Um, yeah, I just typed Austin versus V Nashville into, into Google there. And if you do this for, any other match in the whole in the whole world, you, the top result will be the upcoming football game. Um, no, you need to scroll down to like the ninth one before you get any any mention of football. It's should yeah. I move to Austin or Nashville? Which one? Which city has the better yeah. music? <laughs> it just shows it's, you. It's kind of hot uh, topic football, of football yeah. in football really in the states is maybe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> football in the states maybe maybe not as popular, but it's but it's getting there. Um, Hey, but as a result, Joey, having having you on means we can find some some spicy odds, and hopefully we've got them there for your banker bet. So, if you wanted to take the three bankers as a treble, that's the Yokohama F Marinos, Valoranga, and a draw or Nashville SC two point one two to one, which is pretty good for for bankers um, to get the treble in uh, over two to one. Moving on to the value picks, where we look for some value across the books, typically around. Um, that's the sort of, of go-to mark uh, where we think there's a particular value in backing one of the sides or a particular result. And I am back in Japan again, this time a day earlier, Saturday, at a good traditional Japanese kickoff time of 11 a.m. UK time. So you can you can watch this one. Uh, you can watch all the all the Japanese games, uh, J-League games on Bet365 uh, live stream. Uh, for Kashiwa versus, Kawaz uh, Kashiwa versus Kawasaki Frontale, the away win for Kawasaki is seven to ten. Uh, Kashiwa are slumping. They're they're still sixth in this league, but they've only taken two points from their last five matches, uh, scoring nine times, which seems good, but conceding a massive sixteen goals. So over three goals a game on average, they're conceding. Kawasaki currently top of the five game form table, twelve points from the last five matches, scoring fifteen and conceding only four. So this is a, this is a great matchup from that point of view. Head-to-head-wise, Kawasaki routinely have the beating of Kashiwa. 
Um, they're unbeaten in their last eight meetings of the sides dating back to 2017 with six wins for Kawasaki and the teams have drawn twice. So the mismatch in form, the importance of this game for Kawasaki, I, I mentioned in my banker pick of Yokohama, that Kawasaki are only three points behind them now. So they really need wins to keep up with Yokohama, especially as uh, the F Marinos have a reasonably easy home tie against Sapporo this week. So they'll be desperate to win this. There's a mismatch in form. There's a mismatch in head-to-head history, especially in recent years. It's an appealing bet on the away win. It's 7-10. to Nice one. A little bit of reversing in, uh, in value or value fixtures from last week where I was picking one that was uh, under even money. And this time I'm going to go over even money with this. Uh, so the pick I like is Regina at home to Citadella. And I like last week's Outsiders Regina to beat Citadella at 6-5. to five. Um, Regina have again started the season fantastically. From their five games, they've uh, got 12 points. Citadella haven't been too bad either. They From their five games, they've got eight points. But what's setting Regina apart from the rest of the league is the fact they've only conceded two goals in doing so. Uh, and they haven't conceded in the last three weeks. Um, Regina's strike force is relatively interesting. Does anyone remember Jeremy Menez? He used to play with Roma, uh, PSG. He played like 30 or 40 games for them a season. He was around at the same time... Um, his PSG had got all their money as opposed to, um, you know, prior to that. But he's 35 now and he's still packing them in for Regina. He scored last week and he, he scored two weeks before that. So they've got a kind of ageing gem in their hands there. Citadella, you know, they're another team that's been around the Sierra B for years. These teams play. Regina are coming out this season much better than they ever have before. Citadella, when they've played this fixture before, have generally drawn or beat Regina. It was the same with Pisa last week and we backed Regina to win and they did it properly. So I expect them to go and do so again comfortably this week. Um, the bookies haven't cottoned on to the fact that they're a force this year. They, they're just pricing it because this is they would historically have got beaten in this fixture. Um, 6 to 5 or 13 to 10, you can get this at various different bookies. Um, Regina at home, I just think they're, they're going to do the business this season. Joey, what do you have in the value area? Yeah, so for my value this week, uh, I'm going to bring it back to the Bundesliga. And again, I'm backing Werder Bremen, this time away from home, at Leverkusen, who unfortunately for me picked up a 2-0 win against Atletico to kill my parlay that I had on. But I'll kind of bury that. Uh, You'll move on from there. I like it, Joey. Into the, into the, into the write-up. So... That's going to be at Saturday at 2.30 p.m. And I actually like Werder Bremen, not necessarily on the double chance, but we're going to buy ourselves a quarter goal. And I like taking Werder Bremen on the plus 0.075 Asian handicap. And you can get that around even money. Um, And basically the way that works, I know I'm kind of getting a little too cute with that, but you're essentially putting two bets, one on the double chance and then one on the plus one. And the reason why I went for that over the double chance. Um, and if your books don't have that or you just don't give a shit about hand, Asian handicaps, uh, taking the double chance is more than certain. Um, I really love that as well. You can get that at slightly higher odds. But the reason why I wanted to buy that extra quarter goal um, is potentially for the push. Um, if by some chance that Leverkusen win this by one goal. Um, but so right now, getting into the, the write up for it, the, uh, the research, we've got. Bremen in ninth place on eight goal or eight points, scoring twelve goals, conceding eleven, and they're traveling to Leverkusen, who are in seventeenth place, and they've only picked up four points in their six matches so far, scoring eight goals and conceding eleven. And looking at the home and away splits, Leverkusen have only won once in their last five at home, and that was against third tier Duisburg in a friendly where they won six one. So, granted, I'm not going to factor that into anything. That's irrelevant. That's a third tier team. Um, but Bremen have actually not lost in five straightaway matches and they've picked up four wins in their seven away matches so far this season. And historically, Werder Bremen have actually had fairly good success against Leverkusen back when they were in the Bundesliga um, two seasons ago because they dropped down and then came right back up. But they've only lost once in their last nine trips to Leverkusen and have only lost twice in the last eight meetings in all locations. And that's dating back to 2018. So that's three years from basically 2018 till 20, 
21. Um, and so I kind of touched on it in my argument and um, my frustrations for the UCL matches. Leverkusen had that match against Atletico today, um, recording on Tuesday. And that's the stingy Atletico side. It, they didn't end up breaking through until I think the 85th minute. Definitely the final 10 minutes of the match. And so I think this is a good spot for Werder Bremen to continue this fantastic start to the season. And one fun fact I'll leave you with is that Leverkusen, and Leverkusen have only led for 120 minutes of their 540 minutes played so far this season. Hmm. And they've only had a two-goal lead once in their last 10 matches this season. So I'm, I'm fully expecting this. I Given the way that Bremen play, they're, they're going to go at them. And one, one line that I'll throw in there, a little bit of extra spice, I kind of really like the first half goal for Verde Bremen. I think they could get off to a really good, really fast start, and Leverkusen could kind of be a little slow out of the gates. And you can get that at two point, just over even money, basically. And I was kind of looking at that as my value shout because I wanted to keep this one in the value slot. Um, but instead, I tried to get cued and went for the plus point seven five. The, 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 so, the DC in here, I, I, I'm, I'm going to take it as a double chance. But it's I think essentially it's essentially the yeah. double. It's essentially the double chance, but just with a little added security. And given that it's around even money, um, you'd still essentially make your. Well, you wouldn't make your money back if it pushes, but I, I fully expect. Really Let's see if Werder Bremen just go out and win three 0 That would that would sort us out here. And as we've yeah. seen so far this season, they're not giving up until the 90th minute. So <laughs> hopefully we can well, get some some late goals for a little added insurance. Not I not hope. to save the double chance, but to yeah. get a little two goal cut. Or take I hope I hope you have better luck back in Bremen than I did last week, Joey, when they lost at home one 0 to Augsburg, and not a good Augsburg. Um, yeah, bad, okay. bad result for them last week. Well, fingers, fingers crossed, and we do have the the security of a, of a double chance if you want to take it that way, rather than the Asian handicap. Uh, I'll probably do that just so that I can put the value treble on, um, nice and easily. So that would be Kawasaki Frontale, Regina, and Draw or Verde Bremen, seven point two two to one. If you fancy all three of the selections. Moving on to the outsider now, and after the heartache of last week's 102nd minute penalty equaliser from my outsider, I'm looking to bounce back. I'm staying in Japan. It's a league I know well. Sunday at 11am in the top flight for Kobe, well, Vissel Kobe versus Gamba Osaka. And Kobe are in serious danger of being relegated. Um, Vissel Kobe spent a lot of money, have Anderson Iesta in their, in their books. Um, they're 17th in an 18-team league and they've got 25 points from 27 games. They've managed four points from the last five matches, but concerningly, they've only scored twice across those five fixtures. They're not in a good way uh, and they're in serious trouble. Gambo Zaka are down the bottom of the table as well, but they are four points ahead of Kobe um, on 29 points and their form is also better. Seven points from their last five matches. Where I really like this bet is the fact that Kobe are terrible at home. They're the worst team in the entire league. They've got 12 points from all their home games this season. So that was 12 home games and only 12 points. And Azaka are all right on the road. 15 points from 14 away games. So averaging just over a point. Obviously, you would normally expect um, the, the most of your points would come at home. Uh, not the case for, for Kobe. So I see this match very much as a coin flip. Um, it's a big game for both clubs. It's a typical relegation six-pointer here. But you'll get Gambo Zaka, the team in the better form, at, at odds of almost three to one. So you'll get 11 to four for them at, at three six five just now. And that's just too big for me to turn down. Uh, so for the outsider, I'll take Gambo Zaka away at Vissel Kobe at odds of 11 to four. Nice one. Incidentally, in my outsider this week, I would love a hundred and second minute equaliser because I'm taking a draw between Hacken <laughs> uh, and Hammerby. So this is the Allsvenskan, the top Swedish league, uh, and two teams duking it out towards the top of the league as well. So Hacken on after 22 games on 46 points, and Hammerby on 41 points, only four behind. Uh, Durgarden are sandwiched in between them on 45. There, um, 
this game for me is is quite interesting because Hacking have drawn their last two against not good opposition despite being top of the league. They've drawn against Kalmar and Deggerforce, who featured very heavily a couple of years ago when they were getting promoted into this league. Um, the same can be said for um, Hammerby. They drew nil now with Dewar Garden, which is fine. Dewar Garden are playing in the, the, the Europa Conference League, but they are above them in the league. But they lost to Norcopping 4-1, um, which really isn't that great a result considering Norcopping are 12th out of a 16-team league. So I really like this game as a draw because both teams have kind of had a wee bit of a slide. However, they play each other every year because they've been in the league for donkeys, right? And five out of the last six meetings of these teams have been draws. Five out of the last six. They play twice a year and they just seem to show up, agree, shake hands and fuck off home. Like, I'm, I'm quite a... Te- I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful they'll do that again this season. Um, it doesn't even really matter where they're playing. <laughs> like, it's uh, the either ground. Um, so, yeah, the last couple of games have been 2-2. My one misnomer in there, which is the the... the f- you know, the, the one out of the six that wasn't, which was a 4-0 thumping of Hacken at Hammerby. But 1-1, a 0-0 draw, a 1-1 draw, another 1-1 draw in there. They seem to draw this game quite a lot. Um, I don't think either team would see it as too bad a result um, to, to be drawing this game. They're both towards the top of the league. Dewar Garden will start to drop points, in my opinion now, because they've got to play in the Conference League at the moment. They're playing a lot of midweek games and, and, and they should be less of a worry. So, you can get the draw here at 5-2 to two, and I suggest you take it. I look forward to it being a draw. Joey, what do you have outsider-wise? Yeah, so for my outsider this week, I'm back in Germany and I like a Freiburg win. Another away team, this time away to Hoffenheim. And you can get that Freiburg win at 2.1 or 2-1. to one. That's going to be kicking off Sunday at 6.30pm. And so Hoffenheim sit fourth place on 12 points, scoring 12 goals and only conceding seven. And Freiburg sits seventh or second place on 13 points, just one ahead, scoring 10 and conceding five. And so looking at the home home versus away splits, we actually have the best home team squaring off against the best away team. Mm-hmm. And so Hoffenheim have actually won six straight matches at home. But Freiburg have also won five five of their last six away matches and have only lost once in their last 14 away matches, with eight of those being wins. And historically, Freiburg have won this matchup in four straight trips to uh, Hoffenheim, scoring three-plus goals in all four of those. And so the interesting part about this matchup is that these clubs both have a couple teams that they've played um, similarly, that they've both played against each other. Um, And so both of them got wins against Leverkusen and Bochum. We touched on that before. Leverkusen really aren't good this season. Um, but they both lost to Dortmund, which I guess will happen. And the key here being, if you look at those wins for Hoffenheim at home, that 4-1 win against Mainz, which is a really good win on paper, that was helped by a 41st-minute red card for Mainz, in which they still conceded a goal to 10 men Mainz. Um, that 1-0 win against Augsburg, eh. Augsburg are definitely going to set up defensively, but that's still, with a team like uh, Offenheim, you'd expect a little more firepower. But then, perhaps the cherry on top, and I really love this, their 3-2 win against Bochum was actually paid out for Bochum within the first 13 minutes, if you took it at bet 365. They went up 2-0, and then obviously conceded two more goals before halftime because they're BFL Bochum, and they'll probably do that a lot this season. But they didn't actually get their winner to go 3-2 until the 88th minute. Granted, they had a penalty chopped off kind of in the middle of the second half. But I think if Freiburg kind of set up, they can really catch catch Hoffenheim on the counter and kind of add to that great form that they have playing away from home against Hoffenheim. And there's actually been over 3.5 in four of the last five meetings at Hoffenheim. So I think you can kind of understand why I was looking at this game. <laughs> And so I like that. I think I think Freiburg should have enough to sort of give Hoffenheim that first big test of the season. And I know they're playing away midweek to Olympiacos, which is probably why I shouldn't have brought this to the show. But I think the way that Olympiacos have been playing lately, I mean, they're really not setting the world on fire. And 
they're actually really struggling in their own league. So I, I don't think that's really going to be too much of an issue. And some of the additions that Freiburg have actually made this season, specifically Ritsu Doan from PSV, they've been slotting in immediately and have really been helping with that goal goal output. So if this does become a shootout, I think Freiburg definitely still have the firepower to keep up. Yeah, man. Cool beans. Three decent priced riders uh, there. Uh, so Gambo Zaka away at Vissel Colby. A draw between BK Hacken and Hammerby. And then SC Freiburg win away at TSG Hoffenheim. If you were mad enough to try and put them all in a treble, you'd get 13.68 to 1. So essentially 40 to 1. Um, I'll probably take a little tricksy on, on, on the three of them. So I only need two of the three to come in for some profitable returns. But we've been doing well at the Outsiders. It's uh, it's usually one of the better sections. So fingers crossed for another good week. Okay, gents, on to the charity treble. Let's get one in this week. And I realise after having said that, I am now going to go to one of the most unreliable football teams in the world. Uh, patrons will be able to see my distaste to what Andy's about to say. <laughs> Saturday at 11am in the Japanese J1 League. Gordon, who am I going to be back in You'll here? be back in the fucking Rua Red Diamonds. I can feel that already. <laughs> Tell you who've been great recently. Is it them, man? <laughs> the Urua Red Diamonds. <laughs> okay, right. They've, they've not hit title contention heights I, I, that I had hoped that they would at the beginning of the season, but their current form is good. Um, 10 points from their last five games, and they're away from home at Shonen Belmere, and Shonen are struggling a bit at the minute with five points from their last five matches. Urua are now unbeaten in their last seven games across all competitions, and they are scoring plenty of goals. 27 goals scored across those seven games. Whereas Shonen, Shonen have only won once across their last eight fixtures. So you match up in Urua, who are unbeaten in seven games, against Shonen, who have only won once in their last eight. I think most people are going to come down on the side of the Urua Red Diamonds, and they're better than even money. And I just, for all their volatility and the fact you just can't trust them, better than evens is is just good, no matter how unreliable they are. So Saturday 11am, it may be the, it, it, do you know what, it may be the worst way to start the charity bit, but I'm doing it. Urubo Red Diamonds, 13 to 10. Just an awful, awful choice of team. Um, it's like me getting in and backing Morton or something right now, or Mars. Like, yeah, it's like me coming to the charity bit with like, I, I know I haven't been able to back a Marseille winner recently, but I now really fancy them, whoever they're playing at the weekend, Leon away or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, we'll, we'll see what happens with Andy's pick there. Um, I'm going to go to something a lot more surefire. 13 to 10, Gordon. 13 to 10. It, it can be whatever price it wants, son. It has to come in. <laughs> what odds? What odds would they have to be for you to be interested in taking them as a single away at Shonen? Bearing in mind about that five the to two, one, the respective five. You wouldn't take them if they were two to one. Would you take Stoke at any point? They won three 0 away at Hull tonight, so yeah. You know, if if the price was right, yeah, I would. I think just with reg with hoodoos, I I would avoid them. However, if you think it's a good spot to take them, I'm more than spot. happy to come back and we can discuss this with Joey next week. Um, so yeah, the uh, I'm in French League Two for my charity pick. A lot more surefire than Andy's. Um, it's a four to seven shot. This is Sochaux at home to Nimes. Sochaux have started the the. Well, the last five games, fantastically, winning all five. Uh, they beat Dijon, Laval, Guin Gamp, Niort, and Poe in there. Nimes' away form has been rubbish. Uh, they, they, in the last five away games, have only taken one point. Uh, that was a draw with San Etienne in there. So, sure, are good this season, and they, they, they have been good. Um, overall, they're top of the league, taking 16 points from their eight games. Names are in 14th with eight points from their eight games. I think Sochaux have enough to, 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 to really 
see this game out. Um, their their comfortable crushing of Laval last week, 4-1, uh, has made it even more, for me, a, a surefire pick. They just seem to be scoring goals and they're having a lot of fun at the moment. I'd love to see that continue. And at 4-7, uh, 6-11, 3-5, depending on which bookie you take it at, you know, uh, it's it's not a it's not a pick that has much contention to it. Really, um, they should be winning this game if they're priced about that. So, so show at home to teams. This this isn't even going to matter after that fucking Euro game, is it? This is just I I, I could I could say anything at this point. Um, I mean, I mean, you could say anything, but you know, it will go down forever on record that you have a charity pick that is lower odds than Joey's fucking banker. So you you know you could just go and sit in the corner, you shite bag. Fair enough, Joey. What do you have? Are you taking it? Let's see if you can. It's one to six. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, in a little bit of a throwback, I've gone with over zero point five goal picks in the uh, Manchester City versus Wolves match. Yeah. Um, you can get that around one to a thousand. Yeah. Um, get that locked you know, in. For my charity pick. I uh, I'm going back to. Perhaps what is going to be one of my favorite leagues this season. I'm hoping, fingers crossed. And I'm back in Belgium. This time, it's not Antwerp in the uh, in the charity slot at one to three. I, I didn't think there was quite as much value in that. I think they'll definitely win the match. And I'm not going to shame. I, this is my shameless plug of Antwerp because they are just phenomenal and they are going to be one of the teams to watch in Europe this season. Um, but enough about. Enough about that phenomenal team. Um, and I'm going to talk to about a couple other high-scoring teams that I like because, as we know, I like goals. And so this for this offering for the charity section, I have Charleroi hosting Westerlo. And I like both teams to score an over 2.5 tacked on there. And you can get that at even money. And I thought that was phenomenal value. So I decided to throw it in the charity slot. And so that match is kicking off on Saturday at 7.45 p.m. And Charleroi sit eighth place on 12 points, scoring 13 goals and conceding 13 goals. And Westerlo sit 12th place on nine points, scoring 13 goals and conceding 16 goals. And so while Charleroi have seen the majority of their goals this season, scoring seven and conceding eight in only four matches, Westerlo have also scored five goals away from home and conceded 12 in their four-way matches. And the five-game form table actually sees Charleroi scoring nine goals and conceding eight. And Westerlo have scored 10 goals and conceded 12 in the past five games. And notice how I didn't mention any points there because I, I don't care who wins this match. Um, I just want goals. And so the reason why I was looking at this match specifically, and I, I really love this for both teams scoring over 2.5, because... Charleroi have actually seen both teams to score in over 2.5 in nine straight home matches this season. And Westerlo have seen it in four of their last six away matches. And I could have very easily just said, okay, both teams to score, easy peasy, get it done and dusted. But given the recent signings that Westerlo have made, specifically Nasser Shadley, and the way that Charleroi have lost 1-3 in two of their home four home matches this season in the league and have seen over 3.5 goals in three of their four home matches. I, I don't think they're really setting up. They're, they're really going for it. And that could play right into Westerlo's hand. Ultimately, I think if this does not hit, it'll probably be a one, one draw, but ultimately I, I like Westerlo to go on and get that second goal and, even Charleroi could. I, I think both teams are more than capable, but Westerlo being the away team and being two to one outsiders, I think the fact that I feel pretty comfortable in them getting two goals just more than certainly kind of hopefully we'll get this over over the edge. I mean, looking at I kind of listened to some of that match against Anderlecht last season or last season, last away match for Westerlo. Um, and they ended up winning two one. It was they got a quick goal in the first half and then kind of set up, but still allowed chances. So I think this could work conversely, where if Charleroi get a quick goal, Westerlo will have more than enough firepower to really lay it on. And either team could get caught out on the break. And I hopefully end up getting over 3.5 goals in this one. Six, um, six each is what we're looking for here. So <laughs> I think this is a good spot for that. Nice one, Joey. 
Okay, so the charity treble works out at the Urawa Red Diamonds to beat Sean and Belmer. So show to beat Nimes and over two and a half goals and both teams to score in the Charleroi versus Westerlo game. Combines to 6.07 to 1. So hopefully 70 quid winging its way to a charity next week. Fingers crossed we've got some something good to announce for the charity travel on next week's show. Thanks for listening, everyone. We do have a Facebook group. Please do join us there. Uh, just search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook and, and ask to join the group. There's some really good stuff in there. Um, Dave Greenfield, regular co-host on the show. Um, he always puts up his, his his English football lower league shouts. So there was an ACA in there today. Michael Stokes, big on his rugby. There's a new season in the Northern Hemisphere. And he'll be following that very closely with with selections every week. And Michael's been just incredibly good at putting successful rugby tips into that group. So even if rugby's not your thing, just blindly follow what he does. Um, It it, it will will work out well for you. The best thing you can do is open a new account at a bookie you've never used before. Take their twenty quid free and just follow Michael for a whole season. Just put half half the stake on at the end of the year. Send them, send them, tw- send them twenty quid. Send them something because he, he, he rugby. He just knows. I have, as Andy said, blind faith in his picks. Um, so yeah, it's great contributions to the group, Mike. Yeah, so join us on Facebook. If you fancy giving something back to the show, join us on Patreon. So download the Patreon app, search for Trample Bet Podcast. £6 a month to be a member of the Trample Bet Club. Gives us something back, helps support the show. And uh, you get the middle section of the podcast. You also get all the picks written down each week in a handy cheat sheet format and also access to all the extra content podcasts that we do when there's a a big event in horse racing or, or golf or darts or something similar that we're also interested in. Gordon, Joey, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, hopefully we are recapping a very successful week this time next week. Um, thank you to everyone for listening. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>